This week's episode of Duel of Taints is brought to you by Gilgamesh Brewing. Brewing a beer for everyone, even your lazy ass. They even made a beer inspired by the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and it's called The Fresh Prince. And it is an IPA they use in fresh hop techniques. You know, they like wet hopping that shit. But you know what? We don't talk about it here on Duel of Taints. No, you can hop on over, go back to wherever you downloaded this episode of Duel of Taints, be it iTunes, be it Stitcher, or AirPodcast.com, and go find... This week's episode of Cineman, where we watch He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, currently on Netflix, and we drink Fresh Prince, and we talk about it. Feel free to, you know, wait till this episode's over, or go do it right now, and then come back and listen to this. It's all free. Your choice. Whatever. Visit GilgamesBrewing.com for more information. Welcome back to Duel Taints, the number one podcast where we argue about shit you don't care about. I'm Rhett. I'm Kane. <clears throat> yeah, I think we broke 60. I think we did. I think this is uh, 61. 61. That's cool. <laughs> Only 39 more to go. Nah, I'm going to get to 99. I'm going to be like, Kane, eh, I can't it. do this anymore. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> fuck yo. <laughs> we released like a statement for 12 listeners. <laughs> uh, we are unable to continue with Duel of Taints because... <laughs> we have gone Russian. <laughs> we have switched to a communist party. Uh, yeah, little did you guys know that Duel of Taints is actually a sleeper cell organization comprised of uh, the KGB uh, Russian Some spies. Some dipshit CIA or FBI guys like, I knew it! <laughs> Those fuckers! <laughs> I knew there was a reason why I've been listening to this shitty podcast for a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those bastards. It's like those people who have those obsessions with like the number stations, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, I'll crack the code someday. Spent hours just Duel of Taints is like... In reality, that's just like some like, like a, <laughs> just a radio like trans, not trans, like transition, but it's like a relay thing, you know? Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> one, two, two, one, one, <laughs> two... Oh, it means something. I know it. In reality, it's just like <laughs> some fucking <laughs> number counter got stuck on one and two. <laughs> one, two, one. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, we'll get there. Hundred hundredth episode, dude. It's gonna be legendary. It's gonna be legendary as shit. Mm-hmm. I think so too. We should like do like a really like we had that party. Kind of deal for fifty, yeah. But for one hundred, we should do like a, um, basically like a, like get actual PA system, and whatnot. Let's try to figure out a way. I mean, like you, do it. I'm I meaning you when I say this. When I say <laughs> we, I mean you. Yeah, we have PA. Yeah, like but have it like record through the PA and like have like a big ass party here at my place or something. Yeah, through like a kegger and get like and do it live. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I do like actual like games with random people or something. Dude, yeah, we could set up like we could record, we could record an episode, and then we'll get like we'll have other shit set up, mm-hmm. and we'll do like well, we can do, make it do like a three part. We can have like a, like the first part's like just a regular episode like this. Second part's like us doing an episode in front of a crowd, and the mm-hmm. third part's like a game episode or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, we only got to wait for like another year. <laughs> 
CIA, CIA guys like, shit, really? Hold <laughs> another fucking year of this shit? We're on the iPod again, by the way. We're, yeah, we are. We're going old school back in my garage. I know, dude. I was, <laughs> it, it looks the same. I haven't done anything in here. Yeah, all that talk about fucking getting shit done. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Well, it does, but for other things. You did other work. I just recently uh, moved a giant pile of shit. From one part of the barn shop to another so I can get goats. I'm getting goats. Um, I'll possibly have them by the time this is uh, posted. It's really strong, so it could go. You don't have to... I have kids out. Can we pause this for quick? I have kids out in the front yard again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, hopefully, possibly by the time this is posted, assuming assuming it doesn't get posted to like Wednesday or something, I might have them then, but most likely the next weekend. Cool, that's cool. Yeah, dude, I saw like, you know, well, yeah, had a stroke. Huh? <laughs> no, it looks really good. Like, dude, I used to go back there and like. Piss. Pee on that stuff and like <laughs> stand this is there. A strange odor. <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, oh shit, that's where you put the goats. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Oh, it took me through so all, much it, stuff. It took me three days in my cousin's tractor, and then uh, Cody of uh, guest host dual taints fame. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make yeah, it sound more visual. <laughs> that's a word that you use <laughs> <That's> loosely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he helped me, and then. Uh, Buddy Sean from Thaddeus, still only two, two episodes in, but oh, yeah. uh, he came over and helped for like a couple hours, and then, but yeah, just oh man, it was so much shit. Well, it looks pretty good. Yeah, so we'll get a couple goats, and it's funny because people keep keep asking, "Oh, are you getting like dairy goats?" No. <laughs> oh, so you're getting like meat goats, right? No. <laughs> just getting goats. They're just they're, they're male goats that had their. Uh, their balls removed when they're, you know, babies. Mm-hmm. So they're weathers. That's what the term is for castrated male goats. They literally are next to useless other than they will eat blackberries. I mean, like, there's no purpose for having these out. Yeah. <laughs> so people, would keep, after people kept asking that question, I was like, why am I getting... Are you getting them free or... Cheap. Dirt cheap. Oh, that's good. Like, it cost me a lot more... To set all that up, and to set it up, than what the goats are costing me, it, like in, like three, four times as much. Well, so I, you know, uh, six pack and pizza for Cody. Um, <laughs> so what was this a half rack and uh, extra large? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had to buy the fencing. I had to you know buy fuel for the tractor, no. t posts, no. wood posts. That's not how projects work. No, Time. no, no, no. Food and beer. <laughs> Food and beer. Look. Kevin Smith measures shit in Jaws's, okay? I measure shit. I measure productivity in pizzas and beer. It's <laughs> pretty productive, then. That's good. Anyway, so yeah, goats. Uh, yeah, people kept asking me, like, so why are you getting the goats? I was like, yeah, why am I getting the fucking goats? I don't know. Eh. I, don't know, I have so much other shit. Some sort of like, enjoyment out of it. Well, I mean, we're... It's like, you got all those chickens. I mean, I assume that the best part about that is just, like, the enjoyment. You yeah, I don't know what we talked about last podcast. I get a lot of enjoyment. We also get a shit ton of eggs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting close to a dozen a day for, between the chickens and the ducks. So, um, yeah. Yum. You want eggs? <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a lot of eggs. <laughs> I'm like fertile myrtle over here with eggs. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've never had. I don't think I've ever had duck eggs. Um. Well, you eat mine; they'll taste almost exactly because I feed them the exact same thing as the mm. chickens. I feed them like a flock. Feed yeah. For like yeah, yeah, multiple yeah, types of birds, so they taste the same. It tastes really good because I don't. I you know I also let them eat, but you know feed them bugs and worms and shit. Mm. And, but um, like ducks in the wild or other, they have access to like ponds where they can eat like fish and uh, like water bugs. Or like water plants, they're gonna taste a lot different. It's just all—it all depends on what you feed them. Why don't you dig out a pond in your backyard? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when the ducks start getting bigger. I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna put them outside here in about a week or two. I'm like, I better build a pond for them. Went out there, dug one, like started digging this hole, and realized, fuck, this is gonna take. For- oh no, they get a pool. <laughs> one of those like yeah. 20 gallon like, kid, pools. kid pools yeah where is it I didn't see it out there oh it's out there oh okay maybe I just missed it no they were in it I'm surprised you didn't see it they're all in oh. there there's a lot of fucking birds out there dude it's hard to keep track yeah ask me how many I have how many birds do you have I don't know several <laughs> you have more than that it was a question on your Duel of Chains trivia I, that you oh made. I have more than that now I probably uh, five thirty Six, thirty-eight birds total. Holy including shit. the five babies in my kitchen right now. How the fuck? Yeah, you not all of them were out and about when you went in there. Some were already in the roost, like sleeping. Crazy. Fuck. <laughs> well, you got a problem. <laughs> I have an addiction. Uh, this, and, is, this is your uh, intervention. Yeah. It's funny, like I don't like people say like you have that many birds, but you only get like a dozen eggs. I have a lot of males for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> I have three male guineas on accident. Yeah. Three male ducks on accident. Three roosters. Only one was on purpose. So, I mean, there's nine males right there. So, and then several of my chickens have aged out. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I probably should put them down and get rid of them, but they're funny. I like, keep them around. And then I got some young ones that aren't laying yet. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's boring. No, that's not boring. Oh, well, let me tell you about how I uh, <laughs> Please, trim Kate, their beaks. Please, why don't you entertain the listener with uh, with an exact dossier of all your birds like you were giving me out there. That's Tina. She's a real hoot. <laughs> <laughs> that chubby one there is John Boy Tubbs. Uh, Tina and Snoopy, they're my two oldest. Now, coincidentally... Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't fucking sound like that. I mean, I did say that, but I didn't sound like that. <laughs> You're like, there's Cheech right there. Now, Cheech Marin... He's a Marin. Ha! Get it? <laughs> I thought it was cool. Lisa actually came up with that. I thought it was clever. It was. This I breed like, of chicken is Marin. It's just funny because you were standing out there and I had a good chuckle because you were like giving me like personality traits of your birds. There is fucking... Per- I don't care what anyone says. Yes, those chickens are dumber than shit. But there is fucking personality traits. I got yeah. this... My tiniest one, it's a Banty. It's a, her name is Bluebell. A fucking cunt. She'll, she loves Lisa. She can, she'll fly to Lisa, let Lisa pick her up, let Lisa pet her. Mm-hmm. I come near her and she turns into fucking raptor. <laughs> Clever girl. She'll just come, yeah. <laughs> she'll come right at me. And the raptors more sound like that. Yeah. Not really like that, but. Well. 
No, Close there's enough. fucking personality traits, man. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Like, we celebrated Tina's birthday the other day, and I you took. Really? No, we okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that no, bad. No, you didn't. I mean, I don't even know what her birthday is. I've looked. I've tried to figure it out. But <laughs> did you really no. try? To <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I really haven't. <laughs> I mean, I wish I knew, but I mean, I wish I did. I mean, I got a cake mix and ready for everything. You know, it's full of corn. Do and you so. really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so funny right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have. I mean, I'm a fucking miller, dude. I, of course, I have cake mix in the house. It's not for the goddamn birds, though. <laughs> uh, I do have a problem. Oh god, that was funny. I wish I could remember some of the other shit you said about the birds out there. Because I was like, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you forgot, Rhett, but I didn't. <laughs> Let me dazzle you. I know my, my boss and his wife were here, and boss is a great guy. Really easy going, but his, and his wife's really nice too, but she's also, I don't want to use the word snooty, because she's not, she's really nice. Anal. Well, I don't know if she, she likes, does anal. I don't know if she likes anal. <laughs> I haven't asked. Um, uh, I don't know. If <laughs> That's she, the key. You never she's do. Just, she's not around. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that run through my head when you just said. <laughs> I don't know, but she basically she was very uncomfortable yeah. at my house because you know I'm one generation removed from trailer trash, you know. So it's like my house isn't the nicest. Got a lot of birds running around. Yeah, and the look on her face when I started telling her like personality traits and like which you know like how you hold it, you know, if you want to capture a chicken, how you do it and how you hold it. You know, you grab their legs and you just hold them upside down so they go docile. All the blood rushes to their head, so they don't know what the fuck to do. So they just kind of lay there limp. So I do that with one chick, and the look on her face was like horror. Like, are they going to are they going to rape my husband now? Or it's like she's just like, <laughs> you got a pretty beak, <laughs> you got pretty mouth. Tell you where the wild goose goes. <laughs> Drop your pants and touch your toes. Ah, uh, well, it's too bad. So, anyways, yeah, I got a little shit over here. She sounds like a lovely woman. She she actually really is. <laughs> she, she looked horrified. She just like, I mean, they're like in my sandals, like stepping on bird shit. <laughs> I mean, I have two kids under the age of four, so my life is shit. I have shit all the all all over the place. Apparently, what I live in a shit palace, Rhett. <laughs> it's like I never thought I would ever say like, okay, which one of you pooped in the bathtub? And no one no one took a bath that day. <laughs> Rhett, you might be the sultan of swing, but I'm the sultan of shit. <laughs> it stinks! <laughs> All right, who shit the bed? <laughs> and why is it my bed? <laughs> that, that was that was you. No, I didn't. Actually, I have shit the bed. <laughs> I no, got the normalized. Yeah, I got the normalized bed. Shit the bed. It was horrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it! CIA, CIA guys just sitting there. You know, superior comes out. Hey, what, what, what you doing? Uh, <laughs> Research, sir. What, what you what, play me? What you're listening to? I want to hear this. <laughs> I shit the bed one time when I had the normal vibes. <laughs> huh? You know the secret? Millions of dollars. <laughs> In budget. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, is they ain't even listening to the recording. They're listening like to us live right now, like through our phones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like these fucking idiots. Hello. <laughs> but like, this, this one goes out to our friends at the NSA. 
<laughs> but like they're they're like they've been forced to listen so much. Like you hear the audio. Yep, they're on the iPod in the garage again. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't been since episode thirty-one that they've done that. You know? <laughs> we really do need to use the mixer more. Sometimes it's just easier. Yeah, I agree. Well, if, I didn't want to pack it up. If we had multitudes you know? of li- listeners, well, the key thing that's nice about the mixer is like you know, like when you come over, like. And if I could have it set up before, I haven't done that like in a long time. It's yeah. like easy if I have it all set up. Boom, 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 boom. Press record, and then you got it's a good sound quality. Yeah. But it's, it's it's a pain to move. It's a pain to. I mean, it is portable. It is a good portable setup that we kind of have. But you do have to have you know plugins and like, yeah. all that sort of shit. Which so. I mean, I do technically have those out. It's just yeah, it'd be a pit pain in the ass to move all that shit to Mount Angel. Yeah. But most of the time, it's just easier for me just to drive, just to go there. Yeah. Well, and then inter- interesting shit happens to you on the way, like a white Jetta stops you in the middle of the road. <laughs> Dude, I don't know who I told that. And then, to then my day, horn breaks. Like, yeah, I don't know who I told that to the other day, but I told that story, and they like pissed their pants <laughs> laughing. <laughs> you fucking asshole! Fuck you! You <laughs> <laughs> ah, I started like using like you turd, you 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 little, you little pussy boy. You know, it's like starting to use you this. failed abortion. <laughs> Uh, you play baseball like a girl. Anyways, yeah. <sighs> so movies specifically. <laughs> I just always get that stuck in my head whenever I hear your your intro to that episode about the fucking earthquake. Right, we live on the west coast. Specifically, <laughs> west of I five. Yeah, specifically Oregon. Specifically, specifically west of I five. Okay, wait, I do. <laughs> So sometimes people say stuff, and I'm like, specifically. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to sound amped, you know, yeah. just like vamp. You know. Well, we recorded ten minutes before that and realized, like, this is shit. <laughs> we just need to start over. Let's talk about the earthquake. Yeah. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds way better. <laughs> I want. I should have named that one like shit nami or something because <laughs> we talked about like a tsunami of shit <laughs> just like hitting your house. <laughs> Shit, no. I know, but seriously, if we have one of those like 2012, you know, that movie, like yeah. one of those style like tsunamis, you know, I, yeah, the mountains aren't protected. like the hills there aren't protecting my house. Like, me I know a nice flat area. Yeah. Know, it's like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I guess you too. Well, no, you got the little hill. You'd have you'd have roughly, you know, two minutes of what little more. hill? Where, where you're moving to? I'm not gonna say where you're moving to. I'm just saying the place where you're moving to now. This. A hill? You <laughs> live on a little hill. I guess so. But this is not going to fucking save me from a shit nami. But when it comes <laughs> over, when it splashes down. Yeah, your house is going to fucking take the brunt of it. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this one for the team. No, I'm saying you're going to have, you got a little bit more like, you know, by the time it gets there, it's not going to be this giant wave. It's just going to be kind of like a rising, like. It's not going to be a fucking giant wave by the time it gets there. We're like five miles apart. No, we're not. We're 13. <laughs> I guess my new house is a little further away. Yeah. But. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, had a cl- I had a better hill at my current place of residence. No, you didn't. No, you don't. The Abbey? Yeah, but where you live. It's not at your residence. The Abbey's still a good mile and a half away. I can fucking run up that shit in like five seconds. <laughs> They're like, by the way, shit, not me coming. <laughs> Kane, you're gonna slow it down for us. So. <laughs> get your fast, get your fast ass over there. So I'll be heading up the hill, and then they have a really tall steeple up there. 
It's the highest elevated. That would suck if I like a freaking giant like flood was like coming this way, and it wasn't like a big wave. It was just kind of like a rising tide. Yeah. What do I do with all my birds? <laughs> they can't fly. They're so fat. The ducks will be fine. Yeah, the, the, the ducks are fuck you. Fuck off. Cunt. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's why contact. Is, I actually watched that. Did you? Yeah, I mean, I it's it. still good. Yeah, it's still good. It still holds up. The special effects at the end. Yeah, dude, the space car. Are... <laughs> space pod. It still holds up. It's still actually like the effects aren't that bad. They don't go like they don't use too much like computer anim- like animation shit. I mean, there's definitely some, but I mean, I think they use more old school techniques in that. Your dad was uh, was uh, recording Interstellar today, and uh, well, what's that on? Epics or something? Oh fuck, I don't get that. Hey, I probably do. I have access to it. I know. Dish anywhere. Oh, I have dish. I do. Have, I guess I do have access to it. Well, I don't know if they they do Epics though. I don't know if we subscribe to that. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, so they, they were downloading it, you know, and then there's like, what should I watch? And I like saw the start time of Interstellar and it was like five o'clock and it was like five oh five and I was like, Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't know what you suppose we probably should watch you know and the Interstellar just started, I guess we could watch that. <laughs> That's what I was sort of like, Well, I mean, I guess it did just start and uh and then Bailey was like, Oh bad grandpa, let's watch that <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa <laughs> That's a great movie to watch with my dad. It was actually funny. That is a funny movie. We saw like, He actually oh, likes that movie we too. We saw my well he hasn't seen it. Yeah, yeah, I watched it with him. The Jackass one? Oh, Grandpa. I was, I was thinking Not Bad Santa. Santa. I was no, thinking no. Bad Santa. Okay. Bad Grandpa with the guy from Jackass. Oh, I, I haven't even seen that yet. And it was all my favorite little bits that they do. Because, you know, they film it. It's candid. So they so they go in and they do these things to people and they completely shock them. And then afterwards, they're like, hey, by the way, this was a thing for Jackass. Like, can we use your face on the yeah. movie? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, so it did all of my favorite parts. Like, it started off like at his wife dies and she's like at the funeral home and he invited all these people to come sing and the thing and he no- accidentally knocks over her casket and she falls out onto the floor and everyone's like oh no and he's like guys this is okay he's like let's just start singing and he like he st- gets all the people to start singing this song about joy and then he picks up his wife off the ground and starts dancing with her and everyone's like that's fucked up. And then, the, and then the next thing is he's having an estate sale. And he's like, oh, the bed is really great. Check this out. It's one of these electronic ones where you can do, you know, and he's like, check it out. Hit the button. Hit the small button. He's laying in it and it goes, burr, 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 burr. And <laughs> in between it. And he's like, stop. It presses the stop button. <laughs> but he's just like yelling. And the girl's like pressing every button on the pad to like get it to stop. And, he, and he's just like, Sandwiched between them. Oh, I can't believe I haven't seen that. Oh my god, dude. That was always one of my least favorite sketches in Jackass when he did the old man thing. I always thought that was annoying. Oh, he does it pretty well in the movie. Yeah, okay, I'll have to check. And then. And then my next favorite skit, they're at the they're at the grocery store, and he's like, "Grandpa, can I ride the the like?" It's basically like one of those like car like or horse things where it rocks back and forth yeah. for a quarter, like at Roth's days. Yeah. That one. Well, it's like a spaceship thing, and he's like, "Grandpa, it's not working." And he goes, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And he's like, "Fix it." So he hop, he gets the kid out, and he hops in, and he goes, "Well, I don't whoosh," and it launches him through the front window of the store, <laughs> like just whoosh, and it was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> And he just gets up and he's like, look what you did! And like yells at the kid in front of everybody. <laughs> and then he takes, he puts the boy into a big cardboard box and takes him in the post office. 
and tries to ship him. And they're like, okay, well, and they start measuring it. And he's like, prep off to pee. And they're like, ah, what's in there? Anyway, I described <laughs> half the movie. But and they're like, you can't ship a human being. He's a human. He's alive. You can't ship that. <laughs> and he's like, I just don't want to drive him. <laughs> Like, should we call the police? And it's like, uh, no, no, no police. Let's go, Billy. And they, like, run out the door. <laughs> oh, it does sound pretty funny. It's actually a pretty good movie. You think you'll do a Jackass 4? An actual Jackass 4? Uh, no. No, I thought the guy who's dead. Huh? No. You don't think, you know, they'll re- I mean, there's one guy. And they have, there's other Jackass members from the TV show that never did the movies. Or had really small parts of the movies. That's true, I guess. Like I mean, kid. whoever did the guy that did Bad Grandpa, like, he was funny. That Johnny Knoxville is like the main guy. Johnny Knoxville, yeah. I mean, they could do it. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? So, movies. Uh, <laughs> so, we didn't watch Interstellar. We watched part of Bad Grandpa. But uh, I saw an article earlier, and it was, um, you know, on the Nerdist, I guess. Some video cut by this guy. His username is... Uh, Cockhunter214. Somerset... Seven. Cock Hunter 214 is better. Yeah. <laughs> I like Cock Hunter 420 Blaze It. <laughs> uh, but it was on Nerdist, and it's like basically like a super cut of beautiful, lingering Stanley Kubrick shots from his movies. Yeah. And that's a great little thing. And actually, what's kind of interesting is, you know, the article touches on this a little bit, so feel free to go check that out on Nerdist. But... Uh, me and Kane were talking about this that uh, you know they don't really like make movies like they used to uh, like nowadays like you go and you know specifically the movies that I've been thinking of lately have been like the big blockbusters like I thought about Jurassic World I thought about uh, I thought about um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is one I thought of where they just like fucking boom 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 yeah. they just like machine gun shit right at you like no breaks no pause, like yeah, they're not. They don't really give. There's not much in character development in blockbuster movies anymore. No, it's it's all pretty much just action. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we were talking about a lot of old movies, and Stanley Kubrick did this super well, where he he would have these really long shots on something, and it just forces you to fucking you're faced with like what's happening on screen, like no matter how bad or evil it might seem, like yeah. you're just fucking forced to deal with it yeah. which honestly I think makes for a better class of human being but, but <laughs> <laughs> I like my favorite it's the Stanley Kubrick face or shot whatever they call it it's like when a ton of his movies have it. it's usually like there's like a like it's like a really long lingering shot sometimes zooming in sometimes it's just staring at the character he's looking right at the camera and his head is kind of tilt down but his eyes are looking up at the camera yeah really menacing look I mean but it's like a it's like a trademark shot. It's in uh, The Shining. It's in Clockwork Orange, Full Metal Jacket. Some would even say 2001 Space Odyssey with HAL 9000 kind of has that feel to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I feel, uh, uh, I think Eyes Wide Shut has one kind of like that. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff, you know. A lot of stuff. But yeah, films nowadays, it just like inundate you. I started thinking about it, like I think that sort of filmmaking kind of became very prevalent with like The Dark Knight uh, because, yeah, you know, like a lot of people shit on The Dark Knight. I personally love like the blistering Most pace that it People sets, shit on it? Shit on it? Yeah. A lot of people, it's the best one of that trilogy. Because like the score, for example. So there's no 
there's no beats in that movie. There's no like, okay, catch your breath. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's very quick edited. I mean, it's, and, uh, it, and, the pace is very fast. Well, it is. And uh, and in the parts where you might normally be able to catch your breath, the score is making you think that there's it, the score is building tension and all this stuff. So you never relax. Like, you're just like, like yeah. you know, just one after another, after another, after it's another. It's a very unforgiving pace. Same thing with Inception. That's it made yeah. the same way. And so a lot of people are saying... I mean, really, you can make the argument with Interstellar. Although Interstellar is not quite as much, but it's... A, I think it's a step. Uh, I think he made the right choice with the score in Interstellar because he had these huge, booming, underlying scores that were in Interstellar and The Dark Knight and all that stuff. You mean in uh, Inception? Excuse me, Inception and The Dark Knight. And in Interstellar, he, I think he took a step away from that, and he still kind of had it, but it was a step in a different direction yeah. that I think helped the pacing of the movie. And, yeah. Um, I mean, after you get into the second half of the movie, it is blistering. Yeah. But the first half... You know, it's pretty chill. Broken up a little oh, it's bit. It's a good fucking movie. I know. I, I want to watch it now. watch it again. Um, oh, but, yeah. I don't know. I really suggest you guys go look at that. Uh, if you're a Kubrick fan like we are, and I don't know who isn't. I guess there's plenty of you fucks out there, but... Uh, <laughs> it's fucking... It's a great little five, six minute video, something like that. And, and the more I think about it, yeah, it does... It uses the, the main theme from uh, the King speech... Which is, it's a perfect, like, theme for, like, a dramatic montage. Yeah, yeah. So, it's actually, it's really cool. And, like, I like, in that video, they, they do a lot of really cool editing things where they edit shots. Similar shots of, like, like one from Apocalypse, not Apocalypse now, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. A chopper's going by, and then it kind of fades into, like, a spaceship from 2001 going by, kind of. Thing. Yeah, it's they do really, really cool. blend it really well. I mean, pff, yeah, dude. I, I was telling Kane this earlier, but it's like I, I've been thinking a lot about um, just starting from his first film and going to the next and going to the next and going to the next all the way up to his last film and just watching him sequentially, basically. Yeah. Um, because there's some of his movies I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen like what's that Path of Glory or Oh, that's one of his better ones too. That's a um, that's one of his earlier ones. Yeah. I think there's like The Killing, which is pretty good. It's like a robbery gangster yeah. movie. Um, he did Spartacus. Spartacus know. is great. I've seen that. Yeah, Spartacus, which isn't like a typical Stanley Kubrick. His early ones aren't typical. Like they don't have a Stanley Kubrick feel that like you kind of get with this. Like 2001 kind of is the start of that. Um, Lolita. Did you ever see Lolita? No, but I mean, I know of it. Yeah, it's a good one. I really, I think one of his weaker movies is probably his last one, Eyes Wide Shut. And it's still pretty good. His health was failing during that, wasn't it? Yeah. What did he die from? <sighs> Um, something like a brain aneurysm or something. Oh crazy. yeah, something. something like that. I don't know, but uh, you know, because you after, imagine he'd still be making movies right now. Well, you know that movie AI. Yeah, that was actually originally supposed to. He was supposed to make that. Like really? he wrote the story for it and was working on the screenplay and was getting like all That's the special not a effects. Very good movie, is it? Well, because he didn't do it. That's the one with like Haley Joel Osment. Steven Spielberg, who was friends with Kubrick, decided to, you know, in tribute to his friend, direct it. And, I mean, he just yeah. didn't do a good enough, as good of it a job. It wasn't that good of a movie. I saw that once. It, it has its place. Who plays the robot? It's not like... Haley Joel Osment. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And, I, um, fuck, there's a couple other actor, actors or actresses in it, but... AI. Huh. Hey, it's... You can see where... 
Oh, excuse me. You can see, like, if Stanley Kubrick had his hands on it, that movie would be tits. Oh, I was thinking of Bicentennial Man. Oh, Robert <laughs> Williams? Yeah. Oh, the movie's all right. It's not his best. Dude, nobody talks about that movie. <laughs> yeah, nobody. I mean, it's not one of his best. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's you know, 50 movies in front of that one. Yeah. yeah there's a couple worse ones, but that one's pretty good. Ugh. Watched Goodwill Hunting with Bailey. She hadn't seen it all the way through. Oh, it's a great movie. So we watched it the That's other day. That's the one he actually won an Oscar for, too. Dude, fucking nailed it. That's why. It's I felt bad. I felt Bailey. Yeah, well, that part. I don't really care about that part. I know. We've had that conversation. Part's dumb. <laughs> That's all right. Well, it works, though. It fits. Yeah, it does. Anyways. You and Bailey watched that movie? Yeah. No, it was good. It just, like, made me feel really sad that he's not around anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's movies like that, yeah, you, you miss them, but then it's just like some of those really funnier movies. Like, watch them as Doubtfire. Oh, which is kind, it's kind of dated now, obviously. It's still so good. But, or Aladdin, you've seen even Aladdin, like when my kids watch Aladdin, it's like, gosh, damn it. It's like, what a waste. Yeah. Um, you see some of those other movies, like Awakenings, that's another good, really good one. Yes, that's a great one. Dead movie. Poet Society might be my, that's the one I always like, Quintessential Robin Williams. It has pretty much every, like, he, there's some dramatic, he does some drum, dramatic work, there's obviously yeah. comedy stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think that's like the quintessential Robin Williams. If you're going to watch one, that'd be the one to watch. Yeah. But, uh. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> um. We started off so strong. <laughs> I wanted to sh- talk to you about this, too. Uh, obviously with, uh, you know, Hateful Eight and shit coming oh, out. Oh, no, it looks so good. Doesn't it? I thought it was funny today when your mom was like, oh, great, we'll go see that in theaters. Yeah, Max brought and it Max up. was like, well, it's a Pulp Fiction. You know, the guy who made Pulp Fiction made that movie. Well, I was like, okay. And it, well, I don't think he wants to watch a Quentin Tarantino film with you. There's going to be a lot of bad language, a lot of violence. Yeah. Possibly some nudity. It looks great, though. Oh, Quentin Tarantino might be the best living filmmaker a lot, you know, there is. <clears throat> Better than the guy who made Sahara? <laughs> <laughs> who, made, who made Sahara? Don't know. Like Michael Bay? or No, it wasn't Michael Bay. <laughs> Shit me right now? Look it up. I will. Um... Looking it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did this part out? <laughs> Director Breck Eisner. Oh, God. Writers. Oh, Clive Cussler obviously did the novel. And then Thomas Dean Donnelly did the screenplay. Surprised they didn't win an Oscar. Me too. It's such dude. a shit movie. Dude, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, but tell me he's not, not the shit. It's, it's, he's good in it. Steve Zahn's actually the best part of that movie. Yeah, he is. But Penelope Cruz is so fucking annoying. Oh, I can't god. watch anything she's in. Oh god. I mean, it's it's not the worst movie ever made. It really, it's not even close. But it's just I don't know. I can't stand her. She. I like it. I know I like you do. Movie. You know, Matthew McConaughey wanted to do it because he went to the Sahara and he was like, "What a great place to make a movie." God's fucking place on earth. Yeah. Like Dune seas for miles and miles. Yeah. Just say, anyways, you were talking about Quentin Tarantino. Reminds me of a meme when it shows like the big 
you know, Sandworm from Dune. Yeah. It says, he who controls this pumpkin spice controls Yeah, the yeah, I saw that. I, po- I posted that, too. <laughs> well, yeah, was that you? Yeah, I think about it. Okay. Well, I, I shared it. Someone okay, else posted yeah. it, but. I thought, I saw that this morning, and I was like, classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the Quentin Tarantino thing I wanted to talk to you about. And then uh, there's something else I want to talk to you about. But let's start with this. Okay. So here is the first page of cast members here that um, he wrote out possible actor choices for these characters. Yeah. Uh, with his first picks first, going on to the rest. So for the character Pumpkin, who I think is also, you know, goes by Ringo and shit. Yeah. Um, he wanted Tim Roth. Which he, wrote, he got. Which I think it was him. He wrote the part for him. And he said, if Tim can't do it, then he wants Johnny Depp. Well, I could see... I could see Johnny Depp doing that. Yeah, for sure. Christian Slater. Uh, yeah, I guess, but I think Johnny Depp would be better. Gary Oldman. Yeah, well, Gary Oldman can do anything, so yeah. Okay. He For every male role on here, he put Gary Oldman in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Cage. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz could do it. And Nick John Cage. Cusack. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess. He apparently likes John Cusack because he made the list a few times, too. For Honey Bunny... Amanda Plummer, who I think Amanda Plummer yeah. did get it. Uh, possibilities if Amanda can't do it. Patricia Arquette. <laughs> uh, Lily Taylor. Jennifer Jason Lee. Lee? Jennifer Lee. Jason Lee. I think it's Lee. Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Phoebe Cates. Marissa hmm. Tommy. 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 For Vincent. Made famous by John Travolta. Single-handedly revived his acting career. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted number one pick, Michael Madsen. Yeah, well, Michael Madsen's character in Reservoir Dogs was the brother of uh, Vincent Vega. Yeah. Vic Vega and Vincent Vega. Yeah. Well, he wanted Michael Madsen. Who I think could have been even better than John Travolta. Probably could have. He wrote the part for Michael. If not, he wants John Travolta. And in parentheses, he wrote, strong, 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 second choice. Um, and then he wanted Alec Baldwin. Uh, I don't see that one. Right, I don't see it either. Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman could play anything. <laughs> He's on every list. Yeah. Uh, William Peterson. Jason Patrick. Andy Garcia. Michael Keaton. Denzel Washington. Dennis Quaid. Robert Carradine, and Aiden Quinn. I mean, all those are good actors, but it's really Michael Madsen, I could see doing it. Tron Travolta obviously did really well. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman. I just, most of those I don't see. I don't know, it's hard, because that's a really good, I mean, John Travolta was actually really good in that movie. For the character of Lance. Which was Lance? The drug dealer. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Eric Stoltzett got that one. Yeah. Um, Who's his number one pick? John Cusack. John Cusack was the wrong pick? Yep. I could see John Cusack being a director. And then he put Eric Stoltz, and he wrote, Wrote the part for John, but if John can't do it, I want Eric. After Eric, other possibilities include Michael Keaton, Christian Slater, Gary Oldman, (laughs) Robert Carradine, Bill Paxton, Johnny Depp, Nick Cage, Sam Jackson... And Eric Roberts. Sam Jackson couldn't play any other character but the one he played. I know, dude. I know. And that's why Sam Sam was made for that other character. Uh, For the character of Jody, who is Lance's Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Patricia Arquette, who I think got it. Yeah. Isn't that Patricia Arquette? Yeah. Bridget Fonda. Jennifer Beals. Pam Greer. Pam Greer? Yeah. 
She played the. She was a female lead in uh, Jackie Brown, the black chick. Wasn't Pam Greer also in Hellraiser? Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Maybe know. you're right. Maybe Pam Greer is in Abominable Doctor Fives. No, 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 I might be. Maybe we're thinking of two different people, and neither are right. I don't know. Me and John made fun of the name Pam Greer for hours during an episode of Cinnamon because yeah. he was like, "Oh, Pam Greer is in this," and I was like, "Who's Pam Greer?" And he goes, "You don't know." You don't know? I'll show you when it comes up. And then he like couldn't point to who Pam Greer was. <laughs> and we were like, who the fuck is Pam Greer? <laughs> and like, uh, so it was just a running joke in, in an episode of Cinnamon. Uh, Pam Greer and Bougia Wright? I don't know who that and is. And Bougia Wright? I don't know how to say it. I might recognize her, sorry, but. Kathy Griffin. Angel. It's Pam Greer. She would have looked different back then. Yeah. What else is she in? Is she in Hellraiser? <laughs> <laughs> That's my <laughs> uh, Angel Evelys, Sophia Coppola, 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 Jasmine Guy, Tria Farrell, Lily Taylor, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Huh. And as the whoops, as everyone pointed out, wow, he wanted Gary Oldman for every part. <laughs> no, she wasn't in Hellraiser. Has Nick Cage ever been in a? In a movie with Quentin Tarantino? I don't think so. Oops. None of these guys have. Is he at Gary Oldman? I don't think so. Although he might... Uh, I always feel like his cast... I want to say Django Unchained. Like, I think Gary Oldman might have had a cameo part in that. I, feel, I always feel like his casting choices, though, are so perfect. Oh, I don't understand why he hasn't had Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is one of the best fucking actors ever. Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, filmography. Keep going. Um, that's the list, by the way. Oh. That's all that was published. Um, what movie? Oh, yeah. Gary Oldman played it was in True Romance, which, uh... Oh! Uh, I, I, but True Romance, yeah, it's, it's in four, uh, segments, and Quentin Tarantino only did one segment. Oh. So I don't know, but, I mean, he, he probably met him through that. Um, I'm trying to see... You know, I think one of the best things that um, that Quentin Tarantino does right and does well is he gives sometimes big char- uh, big actors these really small roles. Yeah, and they seem to want to do. Yeah, no, he, he hasn't been in any other Quentin Tarantino movie that I've I mean. Seen. The first one that comes to mind in that sense is uh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, in fucking Pulp Fiction, Just that, that one scene, that scene, dude, <laughs> showed up in uniform. Perfect fucking <laughs> like. Scene for a Christopher Walken to do. Yeah. A Christopher Walken, if you will. I wish I could do an impression of him. I just can't. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's like how you got to get into the character for, for Christopher Walken. Yeah. Oh, wow. And your dad, he shoved this big hunk of metal. Actually, that's not horrible. Wow. (laughs) It's like anytime I do like Australians, like good eye. (laughs) Good eye. (laughs) Good eye. I always say good eye. Good eye. Good eye. (laughs) Good eye, mate. Good eye, mate. (laughs) What? Good eye? Or good day? Good eye, mate. (laughs) That's all life. This is a noise. See, mine always turns into like Irish or like Scottish accent. This is a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> uh, Boils shit in his pants right now. You fuckers! <laughs> <laughs> I thought how you do it. 
Hey, it's our show. <laughs> you stop it. We have him chained up like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, how fucked up is that scene, by <laughs> the way? <laughs> fucking weird. Do you think that guy likes it? I would think so. There are people out there who consensual? are into that shit. Do you think he's a consensual, like, gimp slave? You know, the way they had him chained up, he could have easily gotten out of that. You know, it's like, I think he liked it. There are some people out there who just want to be slaves, like, they get off on that. I guess so. Like, I don't mind being chained up. <laughs> Got handcuffs in the house. <laughs> You're looking for a gimp slave, like, keeping a box. Oh, no, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's my wife only. Come to 123 Fake Street, <laughs> Kane Miller's residence. Look for chickens. Yeah. <laughs> See chickens everywhere. That must be where Kane lives. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy to think, though. Like, But think about all the roles in all of his movies. There's, they seem so masterfully casted. Like, they seem perfect. You know what? Like, the first scene I think I always think of when I think about the good, of good casting is the fucking scene... It, uh, the the diner scene uh, with Honey Bunny yeah. and Pumpkin, fucking nailed it. That scene is like one of the best. Yeah, and Tim Roth's a really good actor too. I mean, it's he all right, can, Honey Bunny. Uh, he's a good actor. We'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. They end up being like the biggest pussies in the world. <laughs> well, dude, Sam Jackson is just yeah. a tough motherfucker, dude. <laughs> that whole scene, he's like an iron wall. Mm. He's a fucking, he's a wolf and there are a bunch of sheepdogs yeah. just fucking roaming around. I really wish Quentin Tarantino would have made a spinoff movie of like what happens to Sam Samuel Jackson's uh, character in that. Yeah, after that. Not too late. That's he not. can, dude. Do yeah. it as an old man. Well, he, Quentin Tarantino's like always talked about forever... Doing a, a spinoff of Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction with the Vega Brothers, so John Travolta and Michael Madsen. Wow. However, both their characters die yeah. twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago. So now theoretically, you don't actually know they. I mean, yeah, it's it's suggested they're dead, but I mean, no one said like they're dead. You could be like they both wake up from comas and beds <laughs> next to each other. You know, yeah, they both wake years. up from comas and it's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Haven't we seen this before, Kane? They should do, be perfect. And just the idea, man. <laughs> Be here all week. I'm gonna email Quentin right now. <laughs> Quentin, it's Kane. He likes from to Dual Taints. Quinn. <laughs> Quinn, it's Kane from Dual Taints. No, Dual Taints. <laughs> uh, Come on, man. Yeah. Are you fucking? You telling me you haven't heard of Dual Taints? <laughs> the fuck, man. We live in a shit town. We have Quinn. several listeners. <laughs> Oops. So we have over several listeners. Um, God, though, that you know, and it's like, yeah, Reservoir Dogs is another prime example. Of just like it feels like a perfect casting. Yeah, he has a lot more like like character actors from like the seventies, eighties, from like crappy action movies that just fucking nail every part of it. <sighs> dude, I know, dude. I mean, think about any movie. All these characters, they just fucking nail their parts. And I wonder if it's because, like, I, I wonder, do you think Quentin Tarantino is a fun guy to write with, or he just makes the writing like just. He just made, it's like, oh. I think his dialogue is just super fun for actors to deliver. And he's probably pretty easy to work with. Like, you don't hear too many horror stories about working with Quentin Tarantino. I mean, he gets all these great guys working for him all the time. Like, Sam Jackson comes back and fucking. Tim Roth been in a bunch. You got uh, Christoph Waltz has won two Oscars. But I hear he doesn't, like, he does not fuck around with, like, unprofessional people. Like, was it, who was it that showed up fucking late for the scene and he had already wrote him out. Oh, I didn't know that. It was a fucking, a big character and he fucking wrote his character out of Pulp Fiction. I don't believe it. 
And I think I think it might well, have been, like, I think it might have been the Jimmy character. He had someone to play Jimmy. Oh, and so he played Jimmy. And the guy himself. was late, and he fucking wrote down all the Jimmy parts because it was this. It was a bigger part, and he fucking cut it down. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." This motherfucker ain't gonna show up, and he was only like twenty minutes late. But he didn't bother telling anyone that he was gonna be late. Okay, here's how I. Th- I mean, here's a, here's I, I I back Quentin Tarantino up on that because Kevin Smith has talked about this, like what he does for a living. He gets to make pretend for a living. How fucking awesome is that? Yeah. It's like if you're cast as an actor, you know, in, in a movie, I don't care who you are, show up on time because you are getting to make pretend for a living. You're getting, you know, it's a fucking, I mean, I'm not saying uh, being an actor, it's easy, but you're not fucking shoveling shit or you're digging a ditch or fucking uh, yeah, dude. driving a truck or standing in a fucking guard shack for 12 hours. You know, there's worse. I mean, it's a pretty good occupation to have if you can get it. So it's like I've got Quentin Tarantino on that all day long. Yeah, I think that's the right move. Okay, if I can get this to work here, fifteen actors that uh, you didn't know were almost casting in Tarantino movies. Uh, James Woods as Mister Orange in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, that would have been horrible. Tarantino never actually spoke to Woods directly and said making five offers through his agent, which the agent refused due to the low salary without even talking to the actor. When Tarantino and Woods later met and the actor found out what his agent had done, he fired him. Tarantino decided not to tell Woods which role he was offered because the actor who played the role was magnificent. Oh, yeah. Fucking Tim Roth nailed Mr. Orange. Would it have worked? While no. Woods might not have had the same brand of nervous energy that Roth made so great in the role, he would have killed it regardless that said, Roth seemed better suited for the part. Yeah, I mean, Roth was amazing in that movie. So uh, Daniel Day-Lewis oh, was going to be Vincent, apparently. Vincent but, Vega? But he wasn't even in that fucking list, huh? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was pushed for it the seems part like by weird... Harvey Weinstein. Tarantino and his agent, Mike Simpson, remained steadfast that Travolta was the man for the role and eventually went out. Okay, that's what it, what it was. I mean, Daniel, I mean, it would have been an odd choice, but Daniel Day-Lewis is another one of those actors who he could probably do anything. Liam Neeson as uh, Vincenzo Cacotti, who is Christopher Watkins' character in uh. True Romance. Neeson turned the part down for undisclosed reason. Little else is known about his involvement. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This list is dumb. Um, Simon Pegg. Was gonna play Archie Hickox, the um, God Michael Fassbender's character in uh, in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, he could have done that. You know that guy. Yeah, he could have done that, dude. Yeah, Simon Pegg is awesome. Scheduling conflicts caused Pegg to choose between starring in Bastards and Spielberg's The Adventures of Tintin. Oh, God, you made the wrong choice. And after holing up in a hotel room on his own to decide, he went for Tintin, a a decision he described as excruciating. Um, yeah. you made a mistake there. Michael Fassbender was, was awesome. Fucking, he's so good. Oh, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying Simon Pegg made a mistake there. Gene Hackman was going to be Max Cherry and Jackie Brown. Yeah, he could have done that. That would have been good. I think that's uh, the one Robert De Niro ended up getting. No. Oh no, that's the one uh, William Forrester got. Not William Forrester. Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester. Little is known about Hackman's involvement with the part, so it's possible that either Hackman simply wasn't interested or scheduling got in the way. What are these dumb fucking lists? Give me the guy that's... Michelle Pfeiffer was going to play Mia Wallace. And no. then... Yeah. 
Tarantino managed to convince Thurman to take the part by reading the script down the phone to her. <laughs> she wasn't even in the running. None of these people were in the fucking running, like, for yeah. what he wanted. That's probably studio. Oh, this might have been one. Oh, no. Never mind. Uh, Sylvester Stallone for Stuntman Mike and Death Proof. Oh, yeah, that could have worked. I like uh, what's, what's His Nuts did, but... Russell. Russell, yeah. Tarantino's nostalgic fondness for Russell went out in the end as he declared being incredibly eager to see the actor back in the sort of badass action role he hadn't taken in quite a few work, uh, quite a few years. It's regarded as Tarantino's worst film. Oh, dude. Death Race is awesome. Death Proof. Death Proof. Death Race. Oh, sorry. Death. Yeah. Apparently, Eddie Murphy was up for a role in Inglorious Bastards. Who? Eddie Murphy. Really. He's the one who said it, though. Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at... Lady Gaga was up for Larry Lee, Candy Fitzwilly, and Django Unchained. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm looking up right now. Huh. Tarantino apparently is quoted as have saying this. I definitely want to work with Lady Gaga. We met up about two times a year, and it's always fun. She's a really fascinating woman. Huh. Oh, uh, it might have been Robert Downey Jr. I guess he and uh Matt Dillon was up for Butch Coolidge. Huh. It might have been Robert Downey Jr. No, I guess not. It's some big actor, dude. Dude, Adam Sandler was up for Donnie Donowitz and fucking Inglorious Bastards. No. Sandler had a scheduling conflict with Judd Apatow's funny people, so had to give up the bastard's role. Tarantino's originally ch- original choice for Eli Roth's baseball bat swinging soldier Donnie the Bear Jew was Adam Sandler. That was Tarantino's first choice. I don't know. I think Eli Roth was pretty good. Obviously. He fucking nailed it. Drew Barrymore as Alabama Whitman and True Romance. Idris Elba and Django Unchained. Oh, he must have wanted him for Django. Gary Oldman is Lance in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, we can see that. All right, this has to be the one. He almost cast Jack Nicholson as Bill in Kill Bill. Oh, God, no. I David Carradine was perfect. Huh, well, I couldn't find it, so I'll have to announce it next time on the show. Well, I'm, I'm looking to... Uh... Was it an actress, mate? Oh, no, it no, was, it was an actor Jimmy. for... I think it was either Jimmy. It was definitely somebody in Pulp Fiction. And he fucking didn't wait. He was just like, fuck this guy. And he wrote him out of the fucking script and sent him home. I'm um, looking for it. What the hell? Courtney Love claims that Quentin Tarantino offered the part of Lance, a drug dealer, to Kurt Cobain. I doubt that. Tarantino denied the rumor. Oh, well. I don't know. I couldn't find it on this list either. I'm going to have to edit a lot of this fucking yeah, silence. Yeah, silence and bullshit out. Anyways. Keep talking. I'm looking. We've been recording for an hour. Controversies. But do you believe me, Kane? I believe you. It sounds like it would happen. Oh, no. Okay, you know, Four Rooms was he was the one that he directed the segment. One of four segments. True Romance, he wrote the fucking uh, screenplay for. Okay, so I was I was off on that. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, that's... 
He also originally wrote the original story for Natural Born Killers. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. But like when I guess Oliver uh, Stone. Wilson. Yeah, I guess Oliver Stone like changed a bunch of it. So like Quentin Tarantino doesn't even claim it because Oliver Stone changed so much of it. Yeah. And it made it so kind of a lot made it a lot different than what Quentin Tarantino's original vision was. I can see that. But Oliver Stone, he's a good filmmaker too, so Yeah, he, I mean he had, he was at his height in the eighties, early nineties, and then he hasn't done a ton. Nah. But uh, all right, we'll probably, probably should kill it. Yeah, we're about on an hour, so yeah, let's go ahead and kill it. Cool guys, if you want to hit us up, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Red is Awesome. Uh, Kane is at Kane or Wayner. You can also get us at Duel of Taints. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. Mm-hmm. You can email us at duel at airpodcast.com. And like always, you can call us at 657-888-3835. That's 657-888-DUEL. DUEL. Yeah. Cool. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Stick with us till next week. One of these days, uh, hopefully going to be joined by a guest. Um, who has his own podcast. So, an uh, actual successful, meaningful podcast that doesn't pitter out halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's depressing. Oh, well. Just take a Valium. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> El trapo. <laughs> it, it was racist. <laughs> as soon as Trumpa. Yeah, I know. Trapo. <laughs> El trapo. Cool. Last words, Kane? Hold on, I'm looking it up so I can say it in German. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Ask me again, Red. Oh, what am I asking you? Final words? Yeah. Ask me. Final words, Kane? Es ist eine It's a trap. Ooh, I can look it up in French. <laughs> oh, how about a French one? <laughs> yeah, I know you're gay. <laughs>